Hello again, Share Lifers. Welcome to the reading of Noise. We are reading the fourth chapter entitled Distracted from Fulfilling Purpose. Last week in the third chapter, The Noise of the Flesh is Loud, Mr. Coakley wrote about what it really means to be born again and why it is important that we don't get caught up in the traditions and teachings of this world that can give believers a false sense of being arrived. Rather, we must not forget Keeping our flesh in check and renewing our minds is a daily matter, no matter how long we've been saved. Listen, if this is your first time here, I highly suggest you start at the beginning. The first three chapter readings can be found on my channel on Share Life with Kayvon. The playlist is titled Noise. You can also find um, this reading on my podcast. So again. Thank you for joining me as we continue on this journey. There is a misconstrued belief that the devil only goes after Christians to distract them or dissuade them from living a life committed to God and to try and get them to fall back into a life of sin. While on the surface, that is true, there is much more to the enemy's distraction tactics. Yes, he would love to convince believers to give up on this idea of living for God, but hardly anyone considers the fact that one of the main reasons for the enemy's distractions is to prevent us, believers and non-believers, from living our God-appointed purpose on this earth. Purpose. It had become the buzzword in business boardrooms at career fairs, in self-help books, and even in churches during the late 90s and early 2000s. One of the proponents for hawking this ideology of each of us finding and walking in our purpose was one of my former pastors, the late Dr. Miles Monroe. In fact, Dr. Monroe had become globally known for his teachings on the subject of purpose, and I had amassed his fair share of opportunities to expound the message in a number of Fortune 500 companies. But way before finding himself in such opulent settings for years, Dr. Monroe had faithfully tried to get Christians both in his ministry and around the world to understand that God had called each of us to a life of purpose. One of the common quotes from his teachings on purpose was where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. Despite the many times I had heard the comment, it would be years later that the truth of the saying would finally drop into my spirit. Such a revelation opened the floodgate to more truths that seemed to come at me all at once. I began to realize that purpose is one of the reasons why the devil comes after us at an early age in our lives in an attempt to destroy us. For some people, the enemy attacks them way before they even consider making a commitment to serve Jehovah God. Why? Because the devil understands purpose. He understands that he cannot take away our God-given purpose or destroy it. So his next best bet is to distract us from walking in our purpose. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John 10, 10. The devil's objective is clear in this passage, yet some people have this impression that the devil is not all that bad. 
You may wonder which believer would think that the devil is not all that bad. Well, those Christians who seek out people who dabble in the occult for help to bring them luck and fortune believe that they are resourcing the powers of darkness for something that would benefit them. But oh, how wrong they are. Always remember, the devil is not looking for casual relationships with mankind. Jesus made the enemy's objective very clear when he said that the thief only came to kill, steal, and destroy. If the devil can keep you from fulfilling your purpose, he has been successful in destroying you, especially if that purpose directly involves preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ or operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which ultimately involves tearing down the stronghold the devil may have on others. To keep you from fulfilling such a purpose, the devil launches an all-out campaign to distract you. You've probably seen it before with someone you know, who had the greatest potential and talent you have ever seen. Yet for some reason, that person was unable to be successful in life by using that gift or talent. Maybe you have a personal testimony of how the devil distracted you and kept you from walking in your purpose. Then there are the stories of those who scratched, clawed, worked hard, and pushed themselves to obtain great careers, but who eventually admitted to themselves that it was not the career path they really wanted. I've seen successful accountants, lawyers, doctors, and even business people leave those top-tier careers to pursue their passion for music, art, or for acting. These are the stories of those who amassed great wealth through hard work and shrewd business savvy, but who were still left feeling empty inside because they felt that there was more to life. Many life stories have ended with sad sighs and that empty feeling of unfulfillment. Talks about wasted time, missed opportunities, and lack of guidance is the last conversation many have had before departing this life. Some have even admitted to not understanding what happened or why they had wasted so much time in their lives. The enemy distracted them from fulfilling their purpose. Have you ever heard this saying, what God has for you, no one can take from you? At one point in my life, I actually believed that. Maybe because I had heard it so many times especially in the context of having missed a promotion or an opportunity or a blessing. People would pat me on the shoulder and say, don't worry about that because what God has for you is for you and no one can take it away from you. That's not always true. I believe that God has a storehouse in heaven with blessings he had in his hand for many of us, but we never stepped out on faith to receive what it was he had in store for us. When some of us get to heaven and walk in that storehouse and see all of the opportunities, blessings, and even healing God had with our name on it, we will weep sorrowful tears. Some people even believe that God's destiny for our lives will automatically come to pass, no matter how much we may deviate from that path. But that is not always true either. As individuals, we have to be faithful in carrying out our end of the deal and doing our part to ensure that we walk in our destiny and fulfill our purpose in life. 
God has granted us these things, but it's up to us whether or not we walk in them. And the devil knows the spiritual laws, the terms and conditions, which determine whether or not we walk in all that God has for each of us. Unfortunately, many of us don't know those laws. Our ignorance keeps us struggling in life when God has meant for us to be much more. The enemy's first task will be to keep us from discovering our God-given purpose in this world. That's where it all starts. We have to first know what it is God has placed us in this world to do. Notice I did not say what God has called us to do. Because too often when we hear the word called, we immediately think about being called to preach, teach, or prophesy. God has placed us in there to accomplish specific tasks and to fulfill a certain purpose. And not all of us have been called to the fivefold ministries. Some of you have been called to the field of medicine, law, engineering, to be a writer, a poet, a lyricist, creative people, bankers, etc. God is not just confined to preaching, teaching, prophesying, witnessing, or just things related to church. Our gifts and calling have all been designed to help make the world a better place. That was God's original idea. The first thing we must consider when we embark on a journey of trying to find our purpose is to realize that God alone knows the purpose for each of our lives. If we fail to begin there, we would forever be going around in circles in search of purpose without asking the one who alone knows the answer. Only God knows our purpose because he is the one who gave us life. As the late Dr. Monroe used to say, only the manufacturer knows the purpose of the thing he created. That's why accompanying almost every piece of equipment, furniture, car, television, power tool, etc., is what is called a handbook. That handbook gives specific instructions on how to use, maintain, and even store that tool or piece of equipment you bought from the store. Because the manufacturer knows the true purpose of the thing he or she created, he or she alone knows the steps that must be taken to ensure that the full potential of that thing is achieved by the person who purchased the item. The same thing applies to life. God alone knows the purpose for creating mankind. He alone knows the individual purpose for each of us. He knows our gifts and talents. So he alone knows why we're here in this world. So our first step in discovering our purpose in life is to ask the manufacturer of mankind. For some people, it seems strange to suggest that they ask God, what is their purpose in life? But the truth is, if you ask him, he will gladly tell you. Too many people live their entire lives never, ever knowing their purpose in this world. And that's one of the reasons why the teaching on purpose have become so quickly accepted, because it was and still is a critical aspect of life. Many of us at some point in time have wondered and even asked ourselves, why am I here? What is my place in this world? Or have said, there has to be more to life than this. Some people have had the opportunity to discover their purpose in life, some from an early age and some later on in life. Sometimes we get a clue of our purpose in life based on our gifts and talents. 
For some of us, there are certain things that come easy to us. These people don't have to push that hard to accomplish certain things. For instance, some people are natural writers and can do it without that much effort. Some people are great in building or creating things with their hands, and it seems like a second nature for them. Others have a knack for numbers and can calculate and put together numbers in their mind in a few seconds without any hassle. Some are natural with certain sports, and most of the, of the time, they cannot explain how they are able to do some of the things they do on the court, on the field, in the pool, or on the track. These are called gifts, and all of us are born with certain gifts, which make us stand out. Sometimes these gifts come easily for us, and sometimes it may take a little effort, but we realize that we have a passion for certain things. A lot of times our purpose may be wrapped up in these gifts and talents that come so easily to us, although not everything that comes easy to us means that particular gift is our purpose in this life. Sometimes we have to dig a little deeper. The bottom line is those people who discover their gifts, abilities, and talents, for the most part, are able to live out their God-given purpose. The disappointing part in life is never discovering your purpose. And that's what the devil fights hard against. The distraction is to keep you from ever discovering what it is you were born to do. He will distract you with pleasures of this world television, movies, and gossip, or even with a great job and riches. Unless your purpose on this earth involves working in television, movies, or technology, the enemy will use those things to titillate you and keep you occupied, while each day that goes by pushes you further away from living your God-given purpose. Why? Because he can keep you from fulfilling your purpose. He keeps you from carrying out God's will for your life, which will lead to a frustrated, unhappy, unfulfilled life. The devil revels in watching people live unhappy, frustrated lives. That's why Dr. Moreau always said, where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know the purpose for a kitchen knife, you will abuse it. And instead of using it to help prepare meals, you might use it to hurt someone. If you don't know the purpose for marriage, you will abuse it by mistreating your spouse. If you don't know the purpose for your existence, you will more than likely abuse and misuse your time here on earth. And that is what the enemy is hoping you would do. Sometimes in life, we take a certain path because we believe in our hearts and minds that it is the right way to go. We may also have taken that path because someone whom we respected pointed us in that path and said it would be the best thing for us. But did we check with God? How many people have actually asked God to reveal to them his purpose for their lives? Not many of us ever did that because we take the path in our lives, which we believe is best for us. But the Bible warns against this approach to life. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 19.21 Many times the enemy makes us believe that we're doing the right thing or going the right way, but it's the exact opposite to what God has predestined for us. It's frustrating to drive down a road that you've taken only to discover that it's a dead end. That's what it feels like living life on this earth and never fulfilling your purpose. 
It took Moses over 40 years to fulfill God's purpose for his life. He was over 80 years old when he began to walk in God's purpose. Remember, Moses has grown up in Pharaoh's house after he was pulled from the river by one of Pharaoh's daughter's attendants when he was just a baby. The boy Moses was raised as an Egyptian, even though he was born to Levite parents. But even in the midst of such luxury, Moses knew deep down that he was not living his purpose. Maybe he didn't use that word, but he knew there was something more he should be doing. Have you ever been there? You got the promotion you wanted, which came with a company car, a plush office. But even sitting in that big office, deep down inside, you believe there is something more you should be doing with your life. You may have gotten that opportunity in professional sports that you always dreamed about when you signed a multi-million dollar deal. And as a result, you go on a spending binge, purchasing everything your heart desires and hosting friends on a nightly basis to wild parties. But when you're alone at night, deep down inside, you feel empty and you feel that there is something more to life. You married the person of your dreams, and together you both began to raise a family. And on the surface, life couldn't be better. Yet in the midst of this perfect situation, in the midst of having this beautiful family that you love, there lingering in the back of your mind is a dream you had put aside to pursue this path of family life. You begin to wonder what life would have been like if you had followed that dream. Don't get me wrong. For some people, raising a family is their purpose in life. Working their way up the ladder in a business is their purpose. Getting into professional sports is their purpose. And for those people, being able to discover and live in their purpose brings about a peace and a sense of fulfillment in life that is hard to describe. And only those who have reached that point can understand it. But for those of you who have accomplished those things, and yet there is still an emptiness, a nagging feeling that you missed something, maybe it is time you ask yourself if where you're at is in keeping with fulfilling your purpose in life. Or has it all been a distraction to keep you from discovering your real purpose in life? Moses, feeling empty inside and unfulfilled, even though he was raised in luxury and influence, He knew there was something deeper to his existence than what he was living. When he did discover who he really was, he figured, hey, this is my calling in life to set my people free. But he went about it in his way and ended up killing an Egyptian. After he realized what he had done, Moses had to flee Egypt and ended up living in Midian. According to biblical accounts, Moses was around 40 years old when he fled Egypt. There in the middle of what was considered a desert, Moses spent over 40 years just living life, toiling, sweating, and working hard to succeed. He had long given up on his idea of living his purpose of freeing his people. So Moses blended in, got married, had children, raised cattle, and settled in the land. While Moses may have forgotten about his purpose, God never forgot. Even at the age of 80, God found Moses and revived that dream Moses had about setting the Israelites free. Read Exodus 3. What the enemy may have 
tried to keep him from or what Moses may have thought he messed up, God still had a purpose. But not everyone takes long to find his or her purpose in life. Samuel was just a boy when God revealed his purpose for his life. In 1 Samuel 3, David found it when he was just a teenager and he took on Goliath. In 1 Samuel 17. And in the book of Daniel, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were all teenagers when they were known as some of the wisest men of Babylon, for they had been taken captives. Joseph was just hitting his teenage years when he began to have dreams about his future. It's in Genesis 37. The quicker we can discover God's purpose for our lives, the more fulfilled we will be in pursuing that purpose. But the enemy will do what he has to in order to distract you from even realizing that you have a God-given purpose. Secondly, if the enemy cannot keep you from discovering your purpose, he will then distract you from fulfilling that purpose. He will present you with other options, seemingly better than the one that is right. He will place certain people, money, material things, and even success in your life as a distraction from your real purpose. Under normal circumstances, we consider those things to be great. And so we call it success and never really question if that person should be in our lives or if that job and promotion lines up with our God-given purpose. On the flip side, the enemy may also bring negative people into your life to steer you in the wrong direction and away from your God-given purpose. Many individuals who find themselves in gangs or hanging out with bad company may have no idea that they are being kept away from living a life of purpose. For young people, being part of a gang, no matter how negative or destructive that gang may be, helps them to feel as if they are part of a family of people who care about them. Yes, in the back of their minds, they know that the activities in which they engage is negative, harmful, counterproductive, and even deadly, but the game makes them feel loved and accepted. All the while, the enemy is keeping them away from their true purpose. Within these gangs are born leaders, administrators, accountants, motivational speakers, writers, musicians, etc. But because of the negative and criminal behavior, most of them find themselves behind bars for years or even for life. It's a perfect example of unfulfilled purpose as a result of noise. For those individuals who have been called to the fivefold ministries in particular, the enemy would do any and everything to distract you once he gets wind that you have a unique calling in your life. In fact, anyone whom he feels may be a threat to his kingdom, whether through politics, theater, civics, etc., the devil sets out to destroy. And so he resorts to distraction and he makes as much noise as he can to get people off track. Some people fall prey to the distractions and go on to live unfulfilled lives. But more and more people are tuning into the voice of the Holy Spirit and are discovering their God-given purpose. While they face constant noise and distraction techniques from the enemy, they stand on the word of God and overcome. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called 
according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Well, folks, that is the end of the fourth chapter of Noise. I hope you all enjoyed it. And thank you so much for joining me. Next week, we will go on into the fifth chapter, and it is entitled Noise Inside the Church. Yeah, there's noise there too. So I look forward to you joining me next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. <laughs>